0: Hey, this is To All The YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two best friends analyze, discuss, and critique the young adult books and teen media of our childhood in the 90s and 2000s, and sometimes things that came before our time. I'm your host, Ashley Spicer.
1: And I'm your other host, Casey Racer. This is season five, and we're talking about YA romance, both classic and current, and the romantic tropes that we adore, like friends to lovers featured in this week's book, Nancy Garden's Annie On My Mind from 1982. So get ready to cry some tears of joy and sadness.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is an emotional book. Damn. Oh
1: yeah, this is um happy pride. <laughs> happy pride, everyone. I this this book was actually going to be I think the last of our May episodes, and then I just come and then I just threw that schedule right up in the air. Just but it Throwing out. a wrench and things. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm glad that we did it for pride i'm
1: glad that we have we have a queer book in the month of june because i did not plan that well but um as you should yeah i absolutely i mean happy pride to everyone and to definitely celebrates and to those who don't
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) not sorry
1: (laughs) no i think you should be um i do think that this book it's it's good. It's really good. We'll get into it. Obvi- obviously, <laughs>
0: <It's a> obviously, <dog laughs> we actually for this episode are not gonna talk about the book. So <laughs> be prepared for that.
1: But I think that this book is so relevant to today, and I fucking yeah. hate that.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Way more than
1: it should be. Yeah, sucks. Just Liza talking about like mind your own fucking business. Like I'm like, right? yeah, You all mind yes. your own business. Yes please oh it costs nothing yeah oh, all right so that was at the top top of the episode <laughs> yes we're doing another queer book too i believe yeah um oh the, uh the, the cynical witch-, witch book yeah which i'm really <laughs> excited about, witches? about yeah so two two, two sapphic yas yes A big fan of sapphic yeah. YA and romance in general
0: of course
1: no, I think that this was—I mean, this was absolutely the first Sapphic book that I ever read.
0: Oh, for sure. Me too. Yeah.
1: So um, I'm really excited to get into it, and I've been wanting to do this book for the podcast, and I'm glad we found an opening for it in the mm-hmm. friends to lovers trope. Yes. So how do you how do you feel about this trope? What do you what do you think about it?
0: I love this trope. It's it's one of my favorites
1: because I feel like
0: that's that's like what love should be. You know, like you should be friends first. You should have that kind of like or friends during friends
1: during for sure.
0: Well, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, sh- I don't know. I feel like it's such a thing where it's like like boomers, <laughs> Just
1: boomer, oh <All> boomer action <laughs> for
0: for lack of a better term, but. You know, just the, like, comedy of, like, hating your spouse and, like, just uh-huh. being miserable in your life. Like, why? <laughs> why is that a thing? I, I like, think like, I it's get
1: especially it. funny that it's always the man hating his wife. I mean, in, like, right. sitcoms. And I'm like, met His wife who is
0: doing everything for him. And also, like, in the in the sitcoms, they're always, like, way hotter than the guys.
1: Even in the year of... 2023 women take on the mental emotional physical labors of the household yeah. overwhelmingly and yes most of them also work full-time jobs right yes so i'm just like i <laughs> i don't understand like, wh- this. what are you
0: doing
1: here <laughs> oh let's not bring this heteronormative bullshit into this episode because let's celebrate yes. this I was gonna say lady loving but sure <laughs> oh yeah why not <laughs> lady loving <laughs> <Heavens>. <laughs> I also love this trope because I I agree I do believe that people should be friends friendship should be a really important part of a relationship the fundamentals of a relationship Yeah, and I I, I always said like so stupid Ryan, you're not my best friend. You're my husband. <laughs> and then I was like, one day I was like, you are my best friend. Like, right. Yeah. I have best friend. Like he's not my entire world. Exactly. But it is really nice. Our relationship feels like I'm bringing this heteronormative bullshit into this episode. Our relationship <laughs> feels like, like I'm having a sleepover with my best friend every night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's
0: how it should be. You should have fun. You should you know, of course, it should not be your entire life. You should have other friends and mm-hmm. other people to fulfill
1: things. And I will say that Ryan and I, we were friends before we started dating. We were roommates. Yeah, They were roommates yeah. <laughs> oh. before we started dating. And we like used to meet at the bar down the street all the time we yeah. didn't know each other before we were roommates. It was a Craigslist situation, but we like talked a lot and like figured out we had the same music taste. I was dating someone else at the time. Then two, three years later, I want to say, mm-hmm. I saw him on Tinder and we reconnected. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say that from the beginning, we had that foundational friendship, but I also think that it developed naturally in our Cause we weren't close or anything we were just like roommates like yeah it's like a hey let's go get a drink together right but i think that over the course of our relationship um it has been a very like friendship kind of thing mm. that i I never knew could be because I dated such a crappy yeah such terrible people but I recognize like when I'm going to all these concerts and like grabbing a happy hour drink with Ryan I'm just like oh this is this this feels like I'm with like you or Colleen or you know yeah it it feels really good to have that yeah and
0: like Matt and I we're not Friends before, of course, because we <laughs> we met on uh Where did we meet? Which okay, one Cupid? Was it? okay,
1: Cupid. Okay, <laughs> Cupid. I
0: always forget. I don't know why.
1: And I but- always remember. <laughs> I know you remember everything. I'm an Ashley historian, btw. You
0: are, but we met on Okay Cupid, and we started dating. But it is like you know, we have such a good friendship now. Like it's, we have so much fun together, and we have such common interests. And
1: oh know, yeah, yeah, you guys are. Uh, board game buddies till the end yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> trivia partners great the childhood friendship to lovers and that's a word that I really actually hate oh my god a lot in this book yes but that trope is one that I have always loved like having that like mm-hmm. best friend that you fall in love with and I feel like so many books do that in this way that's like I'm not like other girls yeah. like, blah 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 like a lot of YA especially in the 90s really mm-hmm. did that and what's so special about this book is that these two are friends like they are yeah best friends like, actually friends yeah mm-hmm. so let's talk about Annie on my mind then let's Let's I do it. kind of already know your history because like, <laughs> hey, I introduced you to this book. I told you to read you it. You did. In high yeah, but can, yep. you, can you talk about how like what you felt at the time, what your history?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, you you introduced me to this and suggested that I read it, and I did, and I I loved it at the time. I <laughs> I'm gonna get real deep on, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but indeed. like I sadly I feel like this book is part of the reason why like it took me so long to like admit to myself that I'm bi like I feel like it was such a like like uh, of course we'll talk about what happens in the book but like Mm -hmm. their consequences were just so huge and of course it turns out to be great in the end everything's you know good but it's like it was such a huge deal for them to admit that they that they loved each other and that they were together and I feel like it really did like affect um you know my my feelings on that and like all the the media that I saw around it was just like like now we're getting to the point where we can have queer characters and it's just normal and as it should be but it was always like this huge thing like I'm I'm coming out I'm losing all these people in my life because of it I'm having all these huge things happen and like Yeah, I I didn't remember exactly what had happened in this book, but I do, looking back and reading it again, I think that it was a big part of my, like, hesitation to admit that. Right. right. (laughs) And, like, still, even now, like, of course, I've never had a relationship with a woman, and I've never, like, I feel like I I need to, like, I've come out to some people, of course. I think I need to, like, just come out, like, in general, you know? Like, I think it needs to just be... A part of me because it is you know and I have this like it's such a privilege to be able to just be in this sexual relationship yeah. and just like, a
1: straight seeming relationship
0: exactly yeah and just act like I'm not part of the queer community because I am yeah. and I want to be more so you know that's that's what I got there you have it same
1: <laughs> yeah same uh this this book definitely I wouldn't say it gave me the same thing but I when I picked this book up something clicked in me <laughs> that I was like oh yeah yeah this, this this book really speaks to me and I didn't make I didn't want to make the connections I've always had as as you've talked about had a really hard time mm-hmm. I mean we <laughs> we grew up at a very different time than today yeah even yeah. though you know we were on the cusp of gay marriage and all this stuff mm-hmm. but it was like if you're if you're a lesbian if you're bi you're doing it to attract men yep you it's for attention it's for attention it's, it's a phase mm-hmm. I feel like especially lesbian relationships are were very erased in the media at the time there's always many yeah I mean there's not a lot like don't give me there's right not enough like gay stories but um i feel like when talking about queer stories in the 90s and the 2000s definitely the men were the ones who kind of got the spotlight more yeah definitely because and then when it was women doing it 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 more was for and there's much media out there that says otherwise obviously but um Mm. in the mainstream media i would say
0: yeah what we were exposed
1: to yes lesbian relationships were for the male gaze yep and in that way it was challenging Mm -hmm. and also (laughs) bisexual erasure is a thing oh yeah (laughs) fully and 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 like you said it's very much a privilege to be in a straight seeming relationship Mm -hmm. but also i think because because of having that, um, I would not want to say cover, but kind of, it was harder to explore those relationships and that yeah. side of yourself because you could just go out with men. Right. Exactly.
0: You didn't have to. like, yeah. <laughs> You know, you could just ignore that part of yourself a little bit yeah. easier than, than if it was, you know, if you were exclusively attracted to women
1: absolutely and yeah this book really spoke to me and as you said there are like severe bad consequences in it but there's also just so much there's so there's so much fun and love in this book as well yeah Yeah. and it's it's not my favorite style of writing for sure I it, it wasn't my favorite prose I would say yeah but I, there are such distinct things in this book that I remember, like the mm-hmm. ear piercing in the bathroom, oh, the yeah. joust at the museum, uh, the fact that they talked about having sex, like mm-hmm. they, they talked about lesbian sex. Yeah, right. Between teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then that ending, I remember back in high school when I had, I made you read this. <laughs> we both were like, I don't like this ending yeah and I still am like eh, I don't like the device of how she taught she tells this story I wish she would have just told it and then maybe had made that phone call at the end of her now because mm-hmm. right. I don't like the the third person I'm writing this letter and then I'm going yeah. back and it wasn't for me but mm-hmm. I think overall it's a great story I agree I
0: Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I I did think it was interesting. Like in the very beginning she's like talking about how she was told to write a good story and like, Mm -hmm. you know, start with the most interesting or important thing and go, you know, from there. And that's what she did. But yeah, it was it was a little kind of like disjointed it felt to me.
1: I feel like it was um it was a it was a product of its time. The 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 writing Mm -hmm. style was definitely Yeah. I don't I think that if this author were to come to an editor now they'd be like this is this isn't gonna work (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) but but obviously it's it is a very um important and Mm -hmm. book unlike mm, everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) this was published in 1982 yeah so the reason why I picked this book up in the first place Was because it was on the banned books list consistently. Yeah, I talk about the banned books list a lot because (laughs) I, at one point, I had made it a mission to read like all of the banned books, which I should, I should really still do. Yeah, I really like to make goals and never follow through. (laughs) That's kind of the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's a, a side
0: note. That could be a season. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Look at you. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about how this is consistently on that banned books list, and how in 1993, this LGBT organization, Project 21, donated "Annie on My Mind," and then this other queer book called "Frank," er, called "All American Boys" by Frank Mosca. Uh, they donated 42 high schools in the Kansas City area. And parents were really upset about it. And copies of this book were burned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> I, extreme. I mean, look, we are in an age where books are still being banned as shit, especially mm-hmm. in um, very red states and yes. Florida, Texas. Annie, on my mind, I South. guarantee is not in those libraries yeah it's awful and uh, but burning <laughs> I know my that God. my heart stop yeah
0: I had actually was that from Wikipedia because I had read the Wikipedia article and heard reaction to it
1: it's from a different it's from something else but I I when I went and just did a quick like view of the Wikipedia I did see it was on there but I actually yeah. had gone to the source of what that was when I was researching, but yeah, if you want to talk about that.
0: Well, it's just like, it talks about that, what happened and that people were burning it. And just her comment on it was like burned. I didn't think people burned books Mm -hmm. anymore. Only Nazis burn books. And it's like, (sighs) yeah, (laughs) it's so, so extreme. Why, why does it need to be
1: that way? And as Judy Bloom and, plenty of other authors have said just because you ban a book does not mean these kids are not going to read it because guess what this being on the banned books list made me want to read it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So suck it.
0: (laughs) Banning things. It makes teenagers want it
1: more. I mean, they should read. this. (laughs) Well, they should read all of them. Yeah. And they shouldn't, they should be readily available. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous um i also found this really great quote from nancy garden about why she writes for children and teens and i always really like these kinds of quotes especially this one an interviewer for the lambda literacy program which um, has lgbtq books and authors asked her why she chose to write for children and teens and garden said because I like children and teens so much and I and feel they're important, special people. There's something very exciting about a person who's in the process of becoming or forming his or her identity. I think another reason is simply my love of children's books and YA books, although there, there were no YAs as such when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Some of the best, most exciting and most innovative writing, I think, has always been in the children's and YA field. And this really stuck out to me for several reasons, because I say these these things all the time, these three different ideas. The first one is that I love, this is why I love writing these books too, because of just like how much you can write a character coming into themselves and discovering Mm -hmm. themselves and making all these huge mistakes that form who they are. And I I think that that's important to show to teenagers that they can come, Back from these mistakes, and they're usually not as big as they think that they are. You know, exactly, yeah. Because everything is so major when you're a teenager. It's, <laughs> it's still to me the to end this. of the world.
0: <laughs> I'm like, same, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and the second part of this is that she talks about the fact that there was no young adult when she was growing up, and. Right. I think that these first 70s and 80s teen books are so important because of that. And that's why, le- even though I didn't enjoy the style, I still think this is such a great book to read. And I understand that it was written because of the time it was in. And usually yeah. we say that to excuse behaviors, but I'm saying that because it's like, this was how things were written then. And this was one of the right. first. This was mm-hmm. a trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. For not Definitely. just queer fiction, but YA fiction as well. Mm-hmm, Yeah. And then the third thing, which is that she says that some of the best, most exciting, and most innovative writing are in the children and YA field. And this is so true because when you look at the way that YA romance has shaped the romance, the the like adult romance genre, it's it's yeah. immense mm-hmm. because publishers are more willing to introduce it to a younger audience and then when that kind of audience builds and builds and those kids grow up or they see that this is really working for this audience they start to put it in to other books for adults yeah. and you see that a lot with how at the time that this was published it was one of very few now you could only read Queer YA if you wanted to and still read oh, yeah, a book a definitely. week, you know? Right. So yeah. I I just I loved that quote because it's it's everything I've been saying forever. Uh-huh. About <laughs> why I love this genre and why I will continue to talk about it and defend it and be a big fan of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. And that makes a lot of sense, like, you know, in general, young people young readers are more open-minded about things or more absolutely willing to give new things a chance and I think that's great yep same <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right um should we talk shall we talk yes about the book Let's. any mm-hmm. on my mind first of all okay. <laughs> great title great title yeah I love it, it so simple it's it's beautiful really and yeah Although I don't like the letter portions or the you know the third person, the third person to first person makes literally no sense. Yeah, yeah. But I do like how she's always like, A-, like she's kind of like talking to Annie in that like, mm-hmm. and she's kind of going over the things that make her think of Annie because guess what? Annie is on her <laughs> on mind. Her mind. <laughs> Did your mind just get? Oh my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> but no, I do think it's a beautiful title. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I thought that was so nice too. That she just like, like her inner thoughts are like directed towards Annie. Like
1: she's mm-hmm. talking
0: to her because at that time she's not able to actually talk to her.
1: So, yep. Our main character, Eliza, Liza. <laughs> uh she lives in New York. She's like 17 years old. She visits mm-hmm. the Metropolitan Museum of Art to work on her senior project. She's really interested in architecture. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I guess it is, this is not how this book opens. Actually, it opens with her at college already. But I, oh, just, yes. hopped, I just ignored all that. <laughs> yeah, and I just hopped right, right into it. So, <laughs> sorry um, if that's confusing. But she ends up in one of the rooms and there's a girl in there just singing. Mm-hmm. And she's just immediately drawn yes, to this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they end up just exploring the museum together. And at one point, they pretend to duel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have, like, a captive audience.
0: Yeah, little boys.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's really fun. It is. And it's really sweet. Because, so... What I really loved about this is that it just really kind of showed and she kind of talks about this when she talks about the Plato uh, theory later oh, on, yeah. which I'll get into because I think that that is actually quite beautiful. Me too. I think it just really shows how even though I want to be so analytical and so realistic about love, how people can just be drawn to each other and it's not just love mm-hmm. either it's friendships yeah because when I think about how you and I just happened to be in the same science class where right our science teacher just happened to be like hey Ashley blah blah blah," and I came up to you and I was just like hey and I never did anything like that Yeah, and I was just yeah. like hey let's be friends right and then we <laughs> we just were for we the were. rest of our lives <laughs> yeah I hope, I hope <laughs> Of course. But that that's what I really love about this story is how these two people that just like connect on this level just kind of were brought together. And that just happens in such a magical and surreal way that even though I'm a very cynical person, <laughs> I I totally <laughs> believe in that being drawn to each other and just kind of connecting. Yeah, definitely.
0: I, yeah, I think there's just certain people that you really just like just vibe
1: with. <laughs> yeah and it's it's so weird because yeah you could beat someone you get along with really well and then just nothing happens right. yeah you just can't like
0: connect on a deeper level like you can't go any further with it it's just like a surface level
1: yeah you have all the same interests you live right mm-hmm. by each other could have yeah. been nothing Right, but it could also be the best friend you've ever had, or your yeah. boyfriend, or husband, or girlfriend. What you know, it's just like I don't know. I just that's what I find yeah. so beautiful about this book yeah. is that I loved that it really shows that. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they're just
0: like instantly best friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they didn't have really like, and she talked about that too, where it's like that they were like telling each other like their stories, and they kind of just like skipped ahead to the parts that mattered
1: yeah that's yes, that such a good too. way of showing that yeah I <laughs> the way that the book is written in when she when she's in the first person I think is delightful and quite lovely yeah I'm sorry I like I don't want to say that I don't <laughs> like it because I absolutely love this book I'm just saying there's this one part <laughs> right but I yeah. digress so yes so she and Annie get on, like, gangbusters. Is that a thing? Is that, am I, <laughs> I using that That's the right? thing you say now. I've said it twice, I think, <laughs> and I've never, twice in my life and on this call. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a new thing. Uh, it's really sweet because Liza is, like, immediately really embarrassed about this whole joust situation that she's doing yeah. with Annie. But she's, like, she's like, I don't do this. This is so weird. Right. But then she just does it, mm-hmm. and she has so much fun. There's something about Annie that just immediately makes her feel so comforted, mm-hmm. and then it it makes it makes Liza feel like she doesn't want to leave Annie when they have to part, and yeah. Annie's like, "Oh, we should exchange." addresses and phone numbers the addresses part I was like oh I guess it was the 1980s (laughs) but (laughs) but it was it was so funny because it was like everything that Liza kind of was so uh like uh I don't know if I should be doing this hesitant Annie would be like hey can I have your number or hey let's Mm -hmm. do this let's meet again or something and then yeah. same for the other way around. It, it never was like a one-sided thing. They really mm-hmm. propped each other up. Yeah, they did. The next day, Liza is still thinking about Annie on her way to school. And she's like, is Annie going to call me? Should I call mm-hmm. her? That whole thing. <laughs> <And> yeah. So, <laughs> so cute. So cute. <laughs> then there's, <laughs> there's a lot of foreshadowing in this. Because obviously she's writing this from her point of view in the future. Yeah, but she's like Sally, who was my favorite person at the time. Yeah, <laughs> she was so right. unique, and so I I thought that Sally's downfall was so interesting.
0: Yeah, I did too. Because in the beginning, they were like they weren't really close, but they were. She Sally was Liza's like closest friend, but she didn't really have close friends at
1: all. But neither of them really did they just both were different so they kind of mm-hmm. hung around like orbited around each other yeah but the first time we meet sally she's a wild child okay <laughs> she is piercing kids's ears in yeah. the bathroom for a uh-huh. dollar 50 a hole <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was so funny
1: <laughs> same. oh my god same This is, this part made me kind of woozy. actually. (laughs) She's like, Sally threaded the bloody needle and wiped it off with alcohol. See, Liza, perfectly sanitary. And I was like, oh, girls, girls. girls." (laughs) And then then Liza was like, "Mm." well, she's being careful within the limits of what she has with her equipment. She's being as careful as she can. So this is probably fine. That's Sorry. kind of Liza's thing. Is she's like, "This is fine. Everything's fine. It's yeah. just gonna be fine," <laughs> which is really funny because she's like, "Not really my business." And yeah. I, respect, I respect that. Mm-hmm. But it, but Miss Poindexter, which LOL, isn't that like I know a nickname for yes. Like nerds? Yes, it
0: is. I was thinking that also. <laughs>
1: I forgot to mention she goes to like this private school, this very small private school. Fosters. Fosters. She brings Liza in to lecture her because she didn't report what Sally was doing.
0: Yeah, that's that's their big thing in this school is they have this reporting rule where they have to report themselves. And if if the person won't refuse or won't report themselves, then you have to report them
1: yeah what a, what a
0: great rule I love hey, that
1: what about your yeah. narcs, what about you what narcs? The <laughs> it's a terrible rule yeah and and Liza is very against this rule and as mm. as a uh, student council president which yeah. was a role that she was kind of just happened upon because
0: she just was just like thrown happened. into it yeah she didn't want it it wasn't like a passion of her, <laughs> it just it just happened.
1: I feel like in the beginning of the story, she's kind of passive about a lot of things, where she's like, eh, "Yeah, eh, it's mm-hmm. just kind of happening." Right. I think that uh Nancy Garden did a really good job of kind of showing that evolution of her becoming more active in her own life, and I think that that makes yeah. sense as a teenager who's never felt right in her own body in her own mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Miss Poindexter is she's such an asshole. Ugh, she's like, given your position uh, and the fact that this school is in desperate need of money, you need to yeah. act better because <laughs> because one of the girls that got their ears pierced, Jennifer Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> Her dad is like the head. I don't get these rich people. The, the
0: fundraiser? I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's like threatening to not be anymore <laughs> and not get all of his rich friends to fundraise. And so, this adult woman who runs this private school that gets tuition puts the mm-hmm.
0: outcomes burden.
1: <laughs> the burden, thank you, of the school onto this teenager's shoulders that yeah. just saw something that she thought was like, you probably shouldn't be doing that, but not really my business. Yeah. puts that on her shoulders? And then. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. She's like
0: saying that the school is going to fail and have to shut down because Liza didn't report this.
1: <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> it's so, and she does that so many times. where so she's like, yeah, this is your fault that mm-hmm. the school might shut down. You've been going to this school for 13 years. And we're going to lose everything because you're a yeah. lesbian. <laughs> <Pretty> much <faster laughs> right? the end. Yes. Terrible. I'm like, I'm like, I'm all about showing teenagers and kids that they need to be responsible and that actions do have consequences. But that is absolutely yeah. not it.
0: <laughs> but like the appropriate consequences for the situation, like this is so like catastrophic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just, too much. She gets the same punishment as the girl who's doing the bad thing. She gets even more.
0: Like she gets in more trouble because Miss Poindexter is like, you have this, you know, role of leadership and responsibility. So we're more disappointed in you for not saying anything than we are in in Sally, this lowly nothing for (laughs) doing it. (laughs) We have no expectations for Sally, but you, you knew better.
1: And then from then on, Sally turns into like a sniveling little asshole. Yes. Oh my gosh. you Have you ever seen the movie Swing Kids? I don't think so. With Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe okay. I have. I don't let know. Me it, let me go on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> It'll connect back. All right. So Swing Kids is this great movie with Christian Bale about Nazi Germany, as you do. And Jazz and swing was like a really big thing over there, but it was banned obviously <laughs> because it's not the Nazis. <laughs> and all these kids are in this counterculture, including Christian Bale, and then they get caught doing something bad. I, I haven't seen this in a while. It actually might be a really bad movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's been <laughs> years, 20 years yeah. since I've seen it. But Oh my god, 20 years ago I was 13. Oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, had I I just had a moment of of yeah. my own mortality. <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> Coming back. So they get caught, and as punishment, these boys are forced to be part of the uh the Hitler youth. Mm. And they kind of started actually Jesus. Like, falling into it. And Christian Bale actually like is real like he's really captured by the spirit of the Hitler youth. And at the yeah. end ends up like selling out his friend and like make like they bring him off to a work camp. Anyways, that's oh, no. kind of what it reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I can see the similar. <laughs>
0: if I squint <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, it's like such a it's it, it's so uneven. Like it doesn't yeah, punishment does not fit the quote-unquote crime
1: so we are soon introduced to miss winmer who is an english teacher as mm-hmm. we love love a good english yes. teacher i don't think that there's ever been an english teacher i've hated honestly yeah uh they discuss poems and it's really sweet the reason why i include this is because first of all miss Widmer is a very important character to the story mm-hmm. but also because of the way that Liza talks about her class and how Miss <laughs> Widmer has gotten everyone into poetry and yeah. has this dictionary that she pulls out all the time. I love that. Words. Yeah, these words that she tried. And I learned something new. I didn't know what that yeah. meant. I don't remember right. what she said anymore. Because my brain is mush. <laughs> but, but yeah, like she had the, the dictionary
0: rebound even. Because so she said words were important. Yeah,
1: I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that so beautiful much. yes and then we are introduced to mrs stevenson who is an art teacher at the school as well miss miss stevenson sorry and when sally and Liza are going up against the committee or whatever to see what their punishment is going to be she's like hey it's gonna be okay this is not the end of the world even if even if you get suspended it's It's going to be fine. So in this chapter, we get these two really important teachers and female uh, figures for Liza. So like we said, both she and Sally get the one week suspension, but it's it's actually only two days, three days? (laughs) Three days because it's Thanksgiving week. (laughs) I like how the kids said that. They're like, well, actually, it's only three days. And most of the student council was like, this is ridiculous. And we didn't want to do like the... Miss Poindexter is making us do this yeah right
0: that was such a big thing too is like the student council is supposed to be so like like they're supposed to be governing how the school works and what's happening with the students but Miss Poindexter just completely takes it over like at every Mm -hmm. chance she gets yes (laughs) she will not let them have any sort of
1: say in anything (laughs) yes and Miss Poindexter says that Liza better not do anything else bad. Otherwise, she's gonna put it on her permanent record because she's trying to get into uh, MIT and your MIT's gonna go by, but she really is a disgusting adult and uh yeah. powerful person in these kids' lives because she has that uh, power to blackmail them.
0: Yeah. She's like literally trying to destroy her life. <laughs> yeah. Like her dream is to go to MIT and she's
1: like, eh might not be able to because you you fucked up Mm -hmm. and she i mean she she takes everything to this other level (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i mean i think that it would be fair to say that in 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 a better world be like bring eliza into the office and be like hey you know as as the student council president you should probably not like be the person to come to me. If I like, I would hope that you could come to me with yes, yeah. with yeah. this information, um, or and handle it.
0: Yeah, or if not, and you know, have you know, feel empowered to say something to Sally to just mm-hmm. be like, hey, this this probably is not the greatest idea.
1: <laughs> but I'm not going to punish you. I'm just going to tell you, you can come to me with mm-hmm. that information. Because otherwise, yeah. she's gonna think I might as well be part of the bad thing because I'm gonna get punished mm-hmm. anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So when Liza gets home, her dad is really upset with her. Her dad sucks. I'm. So... <laughs> her both of her parents kind of suck yeah. in different ways, and it's it's definitely that her mom is trying to. We don't get a lot with her parents. No, we don't. But there are these little context clues that tell you who these people are. Her dad is, like, pretty much a white male liberal who's like, hey, gay people? Cool. My daughter gay? Absolutely not. Not Cool. I know you will Mm -hmm. never be happy. And yes, he does say that. Yes. And then her mom is... (laughs) We're going to get into all that at the end because... (laughs) that's gonna be a really fun discussion but her mom is definitely this woman who works outside of the home but feels so Mm -hmm. guilty for not being there for her kids and this is a thing that we've seen in a lot of these early YA books Mm -hmm. yeah
0: because it it was such like a different time than, than where women you know it's still the expectation that they're like taking care of the house and doing all these things but like it was even more so then. And the mom is trying to be a stay-at-home mom, but she also wants to actually have a life.
1: The one bright spot of her weekend is that she goes to the Cloisters with Annie and they have like a picnic and they play pretend again with each other. I love yeah. that. It was so cute. They're able to just be like... Kids.
0: Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like as a teenager, you're so like wrapped up in trying to be older than you mm-hmm. are
1: and expected to be older than you are yeah. especially yeah. especially as a girl mm-hmm. you yeah. are very much expected to be more mature and I think mm-hmm. that imagination and creative play is something that hold on to as long as you can it's so important mm-hmm. and it's so fun and even you yeah. and I in high school we're still going to the park and like playing pretend with each other yeah because it was fun fun was fun <laughs> yeah we we're still playing barbies I, I would we were still, still do that <laughs> I know I was thinking the other day I was like I wish I had friends in Chicago <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I want to go and play tag like we used remember how oh, we used to go to so a playground fun. and just play for yeah. hours like with a big group mm-hmm. of people yeah you might have to do that in July when we see each other let's do it <laughs> we have so many things to pack in i won't make a schedule (laughs) anyway so yeah they have this really sweet afternoon and liza (laughs) thinks this line most of that afternoon was, how can I put it? It felt a little as if we'd found a script that had been written just for us. And we were reading through the beginning quickly. The imaginative, <laughs> exploratory part being in the museum, now the factual exposition. What's your family like? What's your favorite subject? Hurring so we could get to that part that mattered, whatever that was to be. Yeah. And at this point, they they both understand this thing about each other that's like, this is, this is fast yeah. and it's friendship. They don't really know. But it is right because because it's not a well first of all because it's just not an accepted thing
0: I feel like and we don't ever get from the point of view of Annie but I think that Annie might have had an idea of what was happening more than than Liza did at this point like she probably yeah like she she knew it wasn't just your average friendship
1: but she does recognize that it is a it is a friendship above all Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. she is reconciling, recon- I can't talk today. <laughs> reconciling <laughs> feelings because as we will yeah. learn, she's had, she's known that she was gay. Yeah.
0: Or at least had like
1: a an idea. Dangling. Yes. Yeah. Annie says, I love California. New York's unfriendly. <laughs> Except for you. You're the first really friendly person I've met since high school. The whole time we've lived here. Oh that made me so sad for her. Yeah. And then it it made me really sad for Liza too because Annie recognizes that she doesn't really have any friends and she's kind of a lone wolf. Yeah. But I think that Liza kind of thinks that since she's surrounded by all these people and she can just she can blend in. I think that that's the thing. Right. Is that she feels like she can blend in, so she kind mm-hmm. of feels safe in that between everyone, she never really getting close to anyone. Yeah, she's not really involved
0: in it so much, but she is able to just, like, feel like she's a part of it in a
1: way. On Sunday, Liza's dad is still being passive-aggressive with her as shit. Yeah. Yes. And her mom says something about earrings, and he's like, ask, ask Liza. She knows more about earrings than <laughs> anyone else in the family. God. And then he, like, finds an article about discipline problems in high school, and he reads it out loud oh god what an ass I he really is he's they come to an understanding but it's it's so on his terms you know it's just yeah I don't like like I said the the parents don't have a huge part in this book but the parts that he's in just you can tell that Liza really kind of as I said existed in this place where it's she's just kind of not close to anyone and it starts with her parents (laughs)
0: yeah definitely she is like she's closer with chad her younger brother Mm -hmm. i loved him
1: i did too i did too and then he's at the end he's like it's okay we all make mistakes and it's like you you couldn't have come to this conclusion three days ago
0: (laughs) yeah not just make me feel like shit about it
1: (laughs) yeah like you had plenty of like you had plenty of time I think that he's just, like, not being mad anymore because he's, like, not worth my time anymore. Not Mm -hmm. because he actually has thought about it. Yeah. Right. So Liza calls Miss Stevenson to get her assignment on Monday because she's out on suspension, and she ends up calling Miss Stevenson's home, and Miss Widmer answers, and she's like, oh, they live together. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) do they? (laughs) annie has liza come to her school (laughs) and liza is horrified by it and the way also though that because obviously liza is a very privileged and goes to this private school Uh and annie is like they at every turn they're like she's from a bad neighborhood everywhere else everything is abandoned and blah 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 and Mm -hmm. the school's like a prison And at every turn, it's like, she's poor. Help me. I'm poor. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the way that even Annie talks about her own life, it's like, Nancy Garden, have you ever met a poor person? (laughs) Right? (laughs)
0: I know. That's how I felt, too. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's just like so patronizing. Mm hmm.
1: I know and that's why I was I was glad when we, we started not talking about that anymore and just yeah quickly kind of moved away cuz I cuz I was at the beginning and I was like Shh, is this going to be a book I'm going to have to be like not for me anymore and right? obviously this was bad but it, it uh-huh. we move away from it very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was that one moment where like <laughs> it's so dumb and I hate it. But Liza says something after they've like met um annie's family and they're doing this stuff but she says like it's not it's not because you're like jealous of my life or you want to be like me <laughs> it's like are you serious
1: yeah i i really thought it was gonna be worse after that but that that was the yeah. end that was, the end, that was that. the end
0: they say that and then they just move on and i'm glad that they did but why did it have to be included in the first place <laughs>
1: So she's ridiculous. so clueless, and it's not like yeah. she's like a. It's not like she learns a lesson in not being a privileged dum dum. No, it's that just no. we just breeze past it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But her, she and Annie do hang out after school, and it's clear that Annie obviously doesn't feel at home in New York City. She wants to go back to California where mm-hmm. she's from, and she says somewhere out there, there's someplace right. There's got to be. And it just really it made me think of just this concept of a belonging of home. And it's Mm -hmm. not just and I I do think it's interesting that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, liberal California, even though, you know, there are (laughs) pockets of New York City, obviously, that were very, very queer oriented. Of course. But there's kind of a place where she wants to run into run to that doesn't actually exist. She wants to run to somewhere she belongs. But the thing is mm-hmm. the place where she belongs it's more it's it's her how she needs to feel about yeah. belonging. Yeah. Because she's obviously wrestling with these huge feelings because she has known that there's something about her that is different, is is mm-hmm. attract she knows that she's attracted to girls. Right. But she doesn't know how to to deal with that especially when it comes to to Liza and mm-hmm. so like her talking about you know getting out of New York and going to California it just like, it has a lot to do not just with the physical place which obviously like when you're a teenager you're like I'm getting out of this place I'm going far yeah. away but it also has to do with just feeling like she belongs to to a group an, ex- an a group that accepts her people that accept her a, a, a partner that accepts yeah exactly yeah
0: yeah I do I think that she was just kind of creating that and she she, I don't think that she ever really had a place that she felt like she
1: belonged in California either (laughs) like you're saying yeah I think like I said as a teenager that's such a I mean that's such a cliche thing because it's it's true I mean look at us when we were teens we were like we're gonna get out of here yeah (laughs) And we went, we, we didn't check out colleges on the East Coast. I know. We I was, wanted
0: to go to like rural Connecticut. What the fuck?
1: Okay, that was because of me. Yeah. Because I wanted to be in Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I'll fully admit that. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. But I, that's what that, I wanted. And that you were would like, have been Terrible. And you were like, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Because I just wanted to go. Somewhere else. yeah, exactly. Because we, I mean, it's we didn't feel like we belonged and yeah. like we had each other, and yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that was pretty much it at that point, you know. We had other yeah. friends, but I always felt like you were my like my connection, you know,
0: ride or die,
1: and, <laughs> ride or die, baby. <laughs> In this chapter, it's when. It's when Annie starts kind of to put her feelings out. She's like, mm-hmm. mm, we're like, we're, we're, we're connecting. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on a buzzing on a whole different level. <laughs> and she tells Liza about, she shows her pictures of this girl that she used to be friends with. Uh, <laughs> and as, or as Liza says, a pasty face, dull looking little girl <laughs> named Beverly. Oh <laughs> I was like, girl. Jealous. I know, and told me about how they used to go for walks on the beach and pretend they were running away, and how they used to sleep over at each other's houses, usually in the same bed, and how they giggled and talked all night and sometimes kissed each other, mm. the way little girls sometimes do, Annie said, reddening. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, eh, I used to kiss girls. Sienna, <laughs> did you? You like to? you? you, the, you? Uh, what do you think about kissing girls? <laughs> that, that's normal, right? Everyone does that? Yeah. Everyone kisses girls. <laughs> That's so us as teenagers. let's <laughs> kiss. <laughs> 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 Would oh hey, wouldn't that be funny if I kissed a girl? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Oh my gosh. It
1: is so like that. <laughs> it really is.
0: Like you have to like justify it to yourself. You're like, I don't know. It's just like so... Ah, it's getting there but it was in that time it still is just so not accepted as an actual thing that you would want you know it had to be like a a joke or like a you know experiment
1: whatever for boys too Oh yeah (laughs) yeah for sure so annoying (laughs) (laughs) so annoying that weekend they spend like the whole thanksgiving break with each other and they go off to coney island and they are sitting on the beach Mm -hmm. you can tell that they just like want to be close like not even sexually Mm -hmm. but like intimately right first and foremost it is that wanting to be close to someone Mm -hmm. because you love and care about them on a platonic (laughs) right level and obviously there's more to it here because they it just there is yeah but I I think that it shows both of those sides really well. She puts her arm around her shoulders to warm Annie, and then and then they're kissing. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked that. moment. I thought it was really it sweet. was really cute. But they're both still like, oh god, right? <laughs> like, like, kind of what like, just what happened? What did I just do? And then Liza's like, oh god, oh god, oh god. She's like having like a like a existential crisis because <laughs> Annie's like you know it's all right with it like i do this again yeah. you hey you you want to do this you again wanna... i'll do this hey. is like i don't this is this feels bad this feels r- wrong in a sinful way like it's yeah. very much a this is wrong morally because of right. what society tells us this is yes yeah even though you know that she feels these things yeah absolutely but
0: also because of her you know involvement of fosters like the the private school where everything is like religious and gross
1: it's really gross (laughs) yeah that school I have a lot of questions yeah they say it's like what did they say it was like a they didn't say something like alternative kind of thing and I was like is this like an evangelical kind of this is like I a cult know. kind of thing. It felt very like Scientology. Oh yeah, could be. Yeah. It's not actually religious. It's just like a uh, cult. It's a cult. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a cult.
0: I mean, if we want to, I mean, all uh, religions.
1: cult. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to this moment. Okay. So they're both kind of iffy in different ways about what's happening. And Annie says, this is my fault. I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. i thought about us being together. I've thought about this before we, I even met you because I think I'm gay. Yeah. And, and as Liza says, she says the word gay easily as if it were familiar to her, used that way. Yeah. I don't think going into this relationship, Annie was like looking for a romantic partner right. or even thinking about mm-hmm. it. But I think that her feelings for Liza just really cemented in her that she's gay. Yeah,
0: I agree. She had already had that like bit of experience, that kind of like opening with it to even acknowledge that part of herself where Liza has never thought about it
1: in any way. Exactly. And Annie says, I like you so much. I told you, you make me feel real, more real than I've ever thought I could feel more alive. You you're better than a hundred Californias. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> that's so sweet.
1: So yeah, they kind of part, not really, not really knowing what to do. Yeah. But it's clear that they really like each yeah. other. Yeah, Liza returns to school in a daze, and she's even forgotten that there's an election to see if she'd remain on student <laughs> council, and she wins. She's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like that was fitting though because like we were saying she didn't really care about it anyway (laughs) it wasn't Mm -hmm. like important to her but that was funny
1: but but especially now because she's like I kissed a girl and I liked it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sally begins her descent into fascism and apologizes to the school and she is like me and Walter her boyfriend are going to be head of the fundraising committee and we're going to throw everything we have into this I'm so sorry I did the worst thing possible mm-hmm. that I could ever do and I've just sinned against that, that that's like that's the kind of like culty yeah thing. the culty buttons that <laughs> I'm kind of pushing in my head <laughs> yeah. just, you know what I mean
0: <laughs> yeah it's so weird like you were you were piercing people's ears that wanted their ears pierced like it's not that
1: big of a deal like it's not immoral yeah exactly it's scientology dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's how they get Mm you because they make you tell all their secrets and then they use them against you and they make you feel like you are doing something immoral Mm -hmm. that is totally fine yeah like even taking antidepressants you know right? sorry i'm gonna get over this whole scientology i just never scientology yeah (laughs) i mean i will never (laughs) Lear meaning good for you. Yes. And even Liza says that the way that Sally apologizes and said she's going to make up for what she's done makes Liza feel uneasy. She says yes. that. And I was like, ooh. Right. And I got that feeling my stomach kind of dropped. I'm like, what is she gonna do? Yeah. Cause I did not I didn't remember what that she was involved with that happened at the end. I didn't either. So I was like, Oh god, and it's it's bad. Oof. So Liza goes over to Annie's and they're like awkward and Liza's like, hey, can we just be friends? And then Annie gives her a letter and she talks about how she's wondered for a long time. She was gay and she doesn't want to pressure Liza into anything. And if she doesn't want to see Annie again, she'll accept that. And then Liza's like, like just kind of sits with the letter and is like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what I want, but I want to feel close to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting the way that in this chapter, she talks about going back to school after all this has happened and talks about how she feels like she's so grown up, which in any other story, I would laugh and guffaw at and be like, okay, girl. (laughs) Yeah, you're so grown up. But in this, she is dealing with this very, this thing that's so much bigger than her that Mm -hmm. it's not fair that it's bigger to her because she should just be able to enjoy a first love, a, you know, a romance. But because of the parameters that we put on what is a normal relationship, Mm -hmm. it it, it is a it's big. It's bigger than she is. Yeah. And it's
0: her identity. You know, it's like even if it was something that is considered to be like accepted, if you're like discovering something about yourself, it's going to be a big deal.
1: No, you're, you're so right. She even talks about how, so in the letter, Annie says that she tried to not be gay by ha- like getting with a guy, <laughs> yeah. looking up with a guy. And I really <laughs> like that. That that L- Liza's like, I'm kind of jealous of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because you're gay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and in this moment, Liza does, start to unpack what who she is and what it means and how she's saying she'd never consciously thought about being gay but she's never felt like she fit in yeah at
0: all and and she's never felt attracted to boys and yeah never had like your stereotypical like teenage girl interests.
1: Eliza and Annie begin spending as much time together as they can. They like have a little dinner date at an Italian restaurant. So so adorable. I, I love this book, not just because, not just because like it is an important queer book, but because it's a good romance. It is. It really is. I mean, it just, it tells their story and they're so sweet and they're, and they, they fight. Yeah. And they have all of these moments where they're they're trying to figure out where they are in their relationship mm-hmm. and how to move forward if they want to move forward and it's it's made more complicated by the fact that especially at that time and with the hang-ups that <laughs> that Liza has mm-hmm. about you know her morals what is moral yeah it's made more difficult by that but they like they it's clear that they both want to like take the relationship to the next level yeah. and they're, sca- they're scared to do it on one hand because that is like the normal progression of a young relationship. Mm-hmm. And then they're scared on this whole other level because it means that... Like, they actually are gay. Yeah, exactly. And because they've just been kissing and holding hands. And right. I think at that point, Liza could kind of ex- excuse that in quotations mm-hmm. in her head by being like, "The little girls do that. Some-. Like, everybody keeps saying little girls do yeah. that. And I'm like... Do yeah, they though? Maybe, maybe straight yeah. little girls do that, but I think the queer little girls right. do that. Yeah, I, I also, I, I doubt that there's
0: like a big population of like 100% straight little girls that are doing that. <laughs> so like, I, I don't think that that is happening. So,
1: <laughs> just saying. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I did. I loved that too. That it was like, you know, it it really showed like this full spectrum of an actual like teenage relationship like it was their relationship was so normal despite everything that was going on around them and all these pressures they were facing and everything it was just
1: it was cute and it was realistic they keep talking about finding new places around new york to show each other it's like both of their homes but they it's just showing like the the exploration and the Just Young Love, it's such a good book about young love. It is, it really First love. Mm -hmm. I mean, this book has really encompassed all the tropes that we've talked about this (laughs) far. Yeah. It's forbidden. It's first love. Mm -hmm. But I think most importantly, it's friends to lovers. Yes. Definitely. Oh, (laughs) I really like this moment because it reminds me a lot of you and I. (laughs) (laughs) So, the day the first snow falls. Annie and Liza call each other up at exactly the same moment over and over again. Yes. So they keep tying up their phone in busy signals. We've done this. Yes. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. I had I had forgotten like like landlines are just so weird. such just a foreign concept
1: now. But yes, yeah,
0: we have done that. They're just they're so in sync.
1: They are. And that's like That's, I feel like the friendship of it more than even the romantic part. Because they're just so excited about playing in the snow. Right. Yes. I was going to say, when's the last time you got excited about that? But I I honestly Uh, never never got excited about that. Yeah. Not once. (laughs) Except probably when I wanted to be a professional skier. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Then you were, you're trying to get excited at least.
1: Okay. So I kind of touched upon this thing that Liza talks about I keep on getting their names mixed up and I'm so me bad at names. so she talks about this Greek legend no it's something Plato wrote I love that the the way that this is written is very teenage yeah. mind about how true lovers are really two halves of the same person it says that people wander around searching for their other half and when they find him or her they are finally whole and perfect the thing that gets me is that the story says that originally all people were really pairs of people joined back to back and that some of the pairs were man and man, some woman and woman, and others man and woman. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love all that because, I mean, the second part, obviously, because it's just like, really, she's like. Yeah, she's accepting it. Mm-hmm. But I love the first part of that because I just think that, I don't know, I <laughs> the older I get, <laughs> <laughs> my cynicism goes away. And I have been married for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> but now but now I'm discovering that uh like I I not that I believe that because obviously you know but I believe in something like that because as we kind of talked about just like finding that like you find that person yeah and not everybody does but like I don't know I just feel like it's so weird and friend and in friends too mm-hmm. you just find these people that you just like you just really connect with. right yeah on this whole different level than anybody else that you connect with, mm-hmm. and I just having it described as like a person split in half. Yeah, I don't know. That's just beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, I love oh. that too. Yeah, that's good. I should I should read more Plato. Just I <laughs> <I'll> never. <laughs> when they get back from winter break, Liza is called into Miss Poindexter's office and. Is told that her record has been wiped clean because she's been doing so much better the second half of the year, Ugh. and then she's like, "Okay, but Faster is having a really hard time with money, and even though it this isn't on hey, this isn't on you, Eliza, but um, you need to really step it up and <laughs> yeah. start fundraising." Uh-huh. I was like you bet if I was Liza's parents I would be furious how much am I paying for you to be telling my kid that she needs to get out on the streets and collect money oh fuck yourself yeah I know and they were talking about like oh I can
0: give 25 dollars and like like that's gonna do anything and (laughs) you should not have have to do that
1: yeah the teacher I was like that's your job like they're paying you
0: right that's
1: like Literally yeah. every hospital
0: that I've worked at, this is such bullshit. They have like employee giving campaigns, and it's like really like I I work here. I'm not I'm not gonna give you my money, <laughs> like especially like the hospital I work at now is so fucking rich. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Come on. Other than that. The school that I paid $50,000 to get my my fucking master's at hitting me up for money and this economy yeah I don't think so
0: I was like you
1: have got to be fucking kidding (laughs) yeah I know I paid you so much money yeah and I am not successful (laughs) your education (laughs) did nothing for me yeah, I honestly I I'm glad I have my masters because I can lord that over everyone's heads that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't it's not that special. <laughs> but I n- wish I hadn't gone to get my masters. <laughs> but you know what that's a story for another time. <laughs> <Whew>. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think it's great and useful. Thank you so much. You know what? I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> but really though like you I feel like I mean I don't I have no idea what you learned but
0: it feels like you learned a lot <laughs> a lot that is relevant to to what you do
1: it's really funny when <laughs> so I took a lot of like digital media classes for my major and my undergrad and once in a while I'll be able to be like oh it's this is that yeah Well, I'll be like oh I know what like diegetic Diagetic sound is this, and like I'll just say it for days. I'll be like Ryan, I know what that is. Yeah, and they will be like, good, because in in what what I went to school for, I don't get that a lot. Yeah, I don't get I don't get to be an expert in a lot of (laughs) things. Yeah, that's why when we just did that Sweet Valley High episode, I didn't breathe for a full two and a half hours because I was just like, this is what I have. This is what the only thing I have. (laughs) I need to talk about it at full speed. Yeah. Anyways, where are we? Okay. Who knows. So, <laughs> so they have an emergency council meeting at Miss Stevenson and Miss Winmer's house, and Liza volunteers to take care of their cats when they're gone on vacation. Oh, and there's <laughs> this is unimportant to the story, but at one point Miss Stevenson starts smoking a cigarette, oh. and uh, she's like, "Oh, that's so weird," and then she's like. It never occurred to me that she smoked because she didn't at school, except in the teacher's room. And you know how seniors can do in the seniors lounge. I'm like, I know, like what? Ew. They can? What? Were you, I don't know if you were in the same, like, class period as me, but when we had uh, her Huber <laughs> and he was talking about having the ashtrays in the desk.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Ew. Ew. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so she makes this observation about Miss S and Miss W. I'm just going to call them that because yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't say words uh, about them living in the same house. And she said, I never really thought about it. I don't think many other people had it either, but that afternoon it seemed to me that they'd probably been living together for quite a long time. They seemed to own everything jointly. You didn't get the idea that the sofa belonged to one of them or the armchair to the other or anything like that. They seemed so comfortable with each other. And you're like, Hmm. ah okay yeah they are they do this is not a golden girl situation it's yeah. a hey you know all those golden girls should have
0: yeah i mean not a, Compa- a not so not uh,
1: so Liza gets her acceptance letter for MIT and Annie gets hers for Berkeley mm-hmm. and I like how they both get this and at the same time Are talking at the same time they're talking about their futures and kind of not talking about their futures. They are both, their feeling, their physical, their physicality is escalating. Yes. And they want to like be touching each other, be around each other. And while Miss W and Miss S are gone, Liza takes Annie over to their house and that's where they have sex together for the first time. Yes. And it's, it's no, it's no forever sex scenes, it's no forever hand. No, no, it is not. It's, sweet. it's 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 sweet, but also she talks about it being like really like talks about being special and like really good. Yeah, yeah, and I and, like that. And
0: it was not detailed or graphic in any way, which I appreciated, not because of you know, <laughs> just because they are like teenagers, and it was weird and forever to read about teenagers. It like, was weird. in detail. <laughs>
1: It was weird. It was weird. Enough. the details and and forever were not for us. They were for
0: they were the, yeah. the
1: targeted audience. Yes.
0: <laughs> that that was on my... me. No. Not their
1: And as adults, we were like, I don't but as we've talked about, I don't I don't want to see a I don't want to read about a hand ever. No, I
0: don't either. An <laughs>
1: adult romance either. No. Liza watches Annie in the kitchen feeding the cats. And she's like, I knew I wanted to be able to do that forever. Standing in the kitchen watching Annie feed cats. Our kitchens. Our cats. I loved that so much. I've had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, when Brian, like I want this forever. Right. It was so sweet. It is sweet. Yeah. I, I really like that. One of the cats... Splits off and they're trying to find him. S cat, S cat, S cats are to do. Yes. And Annie, because they haven't, they live in a townhouse, Miss W and Miss S. They live in a townhouse and they haven't gone up into the third floor, which has the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And the cat is up there. So Annie finds one of the cats, who's orange, by the way, orange cat representing, <laughs> and finds all these lesbian books, yep. these sapphic books yep. on the, I'm like they have quite the collection they I'm, do. Like, I'm like these these ladies <laughs> and then they go and look in the and that that room also has a full-size bed or a queen size I can't remember yeah, it has a big bigger bed. bed and then they go into the other room and it's it's like a twin yeah, bed.
0: with like, like- nothing else <laughs> it's just completely for show Hold tight sheets. The closet only had like their winter clothes. (laughs)
1: Because you'd have to do that. Oh, yeah. It's shitty. But yeah. And they talk about those books because earlier on, I think that Annie had like a little like a little paperback, a little sapphic paperback that Mm -hmm. she was like, oh. And in this moment, she's like, it's terrible that we have to be seen like we have to be so scared to be seen with books. We have every right to read. Yes. Going back, I like how the authors of the books like Forever and this one really recognize that their books are not going to be popular with a wider audience mm-hmm. that are going to argue against them. And they put things like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, like, they recognize it because in this moment, like, yeah, she recognizes that we can't be seen with these books mm-hmm. as well as, as this, this book one. is one yeah, that, yeah. This is
0: in that collection
1: (laughs) yeah it's very meta and she's like hey like let's not be scared to buy books or be embarrassed and let's not hide them in a secret bookcase and you know she's not talking about the books there yeah she's talking about their relationship (laughs) right hey did you know (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you they're so in love and so like in. I think it's because of the protection of that house to like being in that house together where nobody can see them and it's interesting because I'm sure that Mrs. W and Miss Miss Stevenson feel the same way. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they're it's their uh it's their safe place. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they were able to kind of picture what their life would be like together.
1: Exactly. <gasps> and then they decide on a Saturday because they're like we're gonna th- this has been wrong that we're just <laughs> using this house as a fuck house <laughs> <laughs> like let's get there they vow to like get out of there for the day but it's raining oh no we have to fuck now yeah <laughs> it's like that's pretty much like that stuff. <laughs> but they also they don't just have sex though they like they they play. like we said but they play yeah they like take out all the pots and pans and they're right. kind of like using them as like helmets and mm-hmm. instruments and and not only that
0: too they're like they're like cooking together and like making coffee yeah. and like they're it's it's yeah it's definitely not just about the sex
1: no the relationship is just that much sweeter to me because it is about the friendship and the and the play yeah yeah like keep keep playing early like right i want to do that Yeah, <laughs> i need to be more playful yeah. <laughs> but all of a sudden there's like a heavy knock at the door and
0: oh this this too the, the this is the first time that they've actually used the bed this is the first oh, yes. time where they're actually like i think it's the first time where they're gonna like go all the way i think is what they were like getting I at, thought... kind
1: of well no they did that they talked about like making love before didn't they like i, don't on the know. I, I feel like it, it was like they were kind of like
0: messing around a little bit but I think that yeah, this just a ru- was just a like, little rubbies. Yeah, little rubbies. <laughs> it seemed to me that this was going to be like, I don't know, like, like more, more than that. I maybe sure. just because it was in okay. the bed. I
1: don't know. It like, okay. I, I I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know exactly what they were doing, but it was the first time that they had used the bed. <laughs>
1: I don't know why that was so <laughs> this huge debate actually right. what which which bases did they right. cover when Oh, oh, so they hear a knock at the door and Eliza quickly puts on her jeans and a t-shirt but obviously like I think she like doesn't have any underwear or bra or anything yeah. under it looks very much like she threw it on and at the door Miss Baxter and oh who- I didn- we haven't even talked about oh, we haven't. Baxter. She- her little because she's such a this oh. poindexter's little minion <laughs> when she's like yelling she is that God Warrior from Trading Spouses. Do you remember that? No. What? <laughs> there's this clip. I mean, I if you saw it, I think you would. Probably. Remember that remember Trading Spouses? Yeah. The two film. So there's this family that was like very religious and this mom was like wild. <laughs> now she actually is like a big ally. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but Back in the day, and she was like screaming, eyes bulging, just like, like not making sense. Like, Ooh. we'll look it up when we're done. Okay. But she is the God warrior to anyone else who can pull that reference. <laughs> but anyway, she's awful. She's very religious, obviously. Like, she is. She just has like quote Bible, Bible quotes. <laughs> she just quote Bible, quotes. Bible shit. Yeah. So she and Sally show up to the house, and this Baxter kind of like barges in. Mm-hmm. Even though Liza's trying to block her, she's like being awful. Yeah. And rushes up the stairs, and Annie is just in a what kind of jacket? They're calling it a lumber jacket. (laughs) Just like a. I was picturing just like a a
0: big, like flannel shirt kind of thing i don't know okay
1: sure yeah, i didn't really get that either i was like am i supposed to know do I, this I don't is? know because she, she had like kind of been they'd been like you know playing and like mm-hmm. having sex and like you know being comfortable and cute yeah. and she tries to run from the room where they're headed into the other one and miss baxter like catches her she's like cowering mm-hmm. like it's a really awful sad and disgusting moment yeah it is miss really <laughs> baxter just like needing to be right yeah because you will learn that she's been wanting to come in this house because mm-hmm. she she knows that miss w and miss s are are sinning and whatever right. but she just wants to be proven right about it yep and so like she just has this vendetta she like lives across the street she does I'm like it's ew. weird
0: can i just say about this This is such like a teenager thing to do. They were cutting it so close anyway. (laughs) They were saying that this was like, this was like 6.30 p.m. And they hear the rattling on the door. And they're like, there is no way it could be them. They said they're going to be home at eight o'clock. It's like, no way they could be home a
1: little bit early. They come home in the midst of all this. Right, yes. Yeah, and so Miss Baxter is freaking out and saying that they're all immoral and when Miss Stevenson and Miss Woodmer come in she says, "I've long feared that the relationship between you two was is immoral and unnatural. I will not embarrass us all with specifics, but we are neighbors and it has been clear to me for some time that you are not as distant toward each other as at home as you are at school." Mm. She said, and I told myself that as long as you were As long as you didn't affect the students, I would be charitable and hold my peace that I would not cast the first stone. Oh, thank you so much. How nice of you. Ugh. And then she talks about how, like, how poor Sally has given so much to Foster's all this time and then she has to see all this. Yeah. All this sin. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to tell Miss Poindexter and then the teachers are really mad at the at the girls obviously not not because i mean obviously they're like they're very mad because they've been found out but they're also mad because they're like yeah
0: like we we trusted you in our house and you did this
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and so but the next day they invite the girls back over and they're a lot more calm and they're like hey you need to be prepared because it's not gonna be good going forward like Mm -hmm. this is shit's gonna shit's about to go down yeah. and oh it's it is like so dark and the rest of the, the most the majority of this book has just been so sweet and these like really cute moments that even though there is this like feeling of don't get caught uh we can't let everyone know about us it's still these two girls just being in love yeah and it's easy to push that aside mm-hmm. and then you have this moment and it comes crashing down and it's I don't it's so devastating it is
0: it really is like just the way that they're treated after this and like the whole like court scene like what what was that oh, like it's that disgusting. was just so over the top
1: and they call Liza's parents <laughs> and when Liza gets home her mom is like okay let me find let me find it because we got we need to talk about this this (laughs) This is is what this is something we were saying we've been skirting around this because I just I feel this needs to be bigger yeah so her parents find out and she gets home and only her mom's home and she's like hey you know what uh I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to kiss my friend, and sometimes we'd hold hands in bed. Yeah, but like it was child, it was kids. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, hey, mom, hey, mom, you're queer. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. So,
0: I mean, it's 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 funny, but it's also like it's it's sad. it's very sad. Yeah, like I've seen so many things recently. Like, it's like gay women will be talking to like their their family members specifically grandmas i've heard most of them, <laughs> where the grandmas will be like no no women are actually like attracted to their husbands like god god would have made men attractive like women if <laughs> if he wanted us to love them that way and it's like you know like they just they can't put it together it's sad it's really sad. Like they could have Because they well, were exactly, able to. Yeah. Like they could have had this whole different life, but they couldn't because of how things are. Terrible.
1: I just I uh, it makes me so sad. I mean just to that point but also to the point where like there were just so many women who didn't want to have children mm-hmm. or get married and maybe were queer, maybe were ace, maybe yeah. just didn't want mm-hmm. to do that. And we're made to because of societal family everything Mm -hmm. expectations sometimes we're like literally forced to
0: and like at such like a young age too like it was so normal to get married so young and start having kids before you even like knew what you wanted like like I used to think that I wanted kids like I could have easily like gotten married (laughs) young and had kids
1: and then later realized like oh shit what if what did I do (laughs) you know like truly it is this is where family trauma comes from Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of it is the parent not ever wanting to be a parent and both women Mm -hmm. and men because it is expected for men it's just way worse for women because they're the ones who have to give birth they're the ones who have who as we talked about at the beginning have this more expectation of what they have to do in the household taking care of the kids and but on this other level it's like yeah you probably hated your husband because you right. like women yeah or like there's other like you know they'd be like everyone thinks women are attractive they just choose to ignore it
0: or like you know it's like things like that it's
1: like no no they don't I know I feel like so many girls me included were always like uh, my yeah, girl like... crush and I'm like that's just a crush girl that's that's the yeah exactly girl. but yeah Liza's mom because her dad is just furious and she's like, George, adolescent friendships are like that—intense, beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, thanks, yeah, mom, but um, this yeah. is a friendship, <laughs> and yours right. wasn't either. Yeah. <laughs> and then her dad goes into this whole thing about, like, I thought I was okay with homosexuality, but then I found out my own daughter, and and he says. <laughs> I know it's Ugh. not fashionable to say this, but well, maybe it's just that I love your mother so much and you and Chad so much that I have to say to you, I never thought gay people can be very happy. No children, for <laughs> one thing. No real family life. Wow. Well, I know. First of all, uh, gay people can mm-hmm. have children? Yeah. I. Yeah. What? Second of all, what? very much, you know, you need kids to exactly. have a fulfilled life. A nuclear mm-hmm. family unit yeah. go fuck yourself dude your your daughter is right. unhappy she's unhappy as is she would be unhappy
0: in that situation like
1: eh. it just goes back to what i said about like like he's like it's not fashionable to say this and i would say that you know good these teachers are okay being gay but they're just yeah. unhappy and it's just like you're not right. a good person i know
0: it's it's such an excuse <laughs>
1: And that's why you just like can't get mad at all about like the like that constant back and forth that like Annie and Liza have about like Mm -hmm. telling their parents and about because they do have it with each other. And at at some points, one is like, we're going to do this. And then the other is like, no, no, no. And it it flip flops because it's Mm -hmm. so idealistic at at times for one of them to be saying this is just going to happen. And especially Liza really feels a resentment towards Mm -hmm. Annie because Annie doesn't have to tell her parents nobody Mm -hmm. told her parents nobody that she knows finds out about this and I think it's what really drives a wedge Mm -hmm. in their relationship
0: but especially because right before that like it had been Annie that was really pushing like hey we should be able to be Mm -hmm. open about this and tell everyone and whatever and then yeah like Liza is Forced to because they are found out and because it's part of her school, it's her teachers. But then Annie chooses not to tell her parents. Still,
1: yeah, mm. yeah, she's been suspended from school and there has to have a he- another hearing. We really love these we sure hearings, do. but this time by like adults, yep. I guess But the well, I don't even know who it is, but um, the fundraising. Uh, was it like it's some stupid. I shit. don't know,
0: like the school board or something, like something weird.
1: <laughs> I. Yeah, it's really... The, the way the yeah. school functions is really weird. Chad is mad at Liza because people at school have been mean to him, which, like, yeah, okay. And then even at one point, Miss Poindexter questions mm-hmm. Chad, which is so shit. Like, she's so yeah. shitty. It's like, it's none of your business. This is so not right. right. Like, you you should not be doing this. And Liza reveals the truth about herself, and he's just kind of like, okay. yeah, okay. And then he mm. d- defunds her from then on. Like, he he, he really does. He's really that ally. Yeah, he's, he's really so that ally.
0: <laughs> sweet. And so, like, he cares about his sister a lot.
1: I do like that a lot. I like their, well, I wish that there would have yeah. been more of him. We didn't really get a lot of him, but and we didn't yeah. really need to, but it would have been nice. Liza's really worried about her future because Miss Poindexter is what lo- is telling her that MIT is going to hear about this. <laughs> Good luck getting oh, into MIT. Right? I'm like, oh my you're supposed to want the best right. for your students so what is wrong with you and she and miss widmer and miss stevenson all have to go in front of this committee in separate things because they're mm-hmm. separate cases she talks about how they're all wearing dresses even yeah. though none of them yeah. really wear dresses like they wear skirts and she doesn't wear dresses and she's like See, we're saying right. we're women. Like, I, that was such an interesting was, observation. Yeah, and she's
0: like, "It's it's so ridiculous that we're trying to like prove ourselves as women." And even this was weird. She said that she's never used conditioner before.
1: I was like, "What?" Yeah, that was really weird. I was like, "What? You really yeah, should like, do." That. What does your hair I'm look like? like? your hair, <laughs> is your hair really dry? Yeah, so staticky. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting choice, like a subconscious choice of all of theirs to to wear dresses, and then also to to notice that
1: she goes into the trustees meeting and. Miss Baxter yeah. is just like b- being a god warrior. She's just like so much Yeah. Sin. Oh my God. My little my little heart. It. My little God heart can't take so it. It's really yeah. quite awful. But this <laughs> this one woman on the, the red hair board woman? like puts her in her place and she's like Ugh, the hero of yeah, the story. Like, mm. <laughs> Except she's also not great either. Cause she well, what she says pretty much is like this is inappropriate because this is a student. Our real concern is for the the, the lesbian teachers, yeah. you know, like. So, yeah, she is a hero to to Liza. The thing is, is that you can see this because Liza, Liza gets off. She mm-hmm. doesn't get anything on her record. She gets to come back to school. Obviously, there's a lot of social consequences um, to what happens. But the teachers both yeah. get fired and will right. never teach again. Like they'll, they will never yeah. teach again. And I did. I mean, I think that that was very realistic and it's really sad that she couldn't just have that moment where she's like, this uh, this Mm -hmm. is a win for me because it was never a win for her because because right, even though she, you know, her teachers are gone, she didn't have anything
0: happen to her directly. It's still like the way that you are is not accepted. And if anyone actually finds out you're screwed for the rest of your life.
1: (laughs) And here's the thing. Yeah, this. She's she's a kid, so she gets off. Like that's pretty much what it is. is She's a kid, so she gets off. So to her, it's like, okay, in five years, I'm Mm, in the same position as these teachers. Yeah. So when she goes back to school, Chad walks in with her and is like, I will kick anyone's butt that messes with you. She was like, I I would understand if we if you want
0: to go in separately. And he's like, Are you kidding me? And then she hugs him and it's super cute. It's a a great moment.
1: I feel like because at first he was, he wasn't, he didn't say anything like mean. He was just like, tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Like they had that, like that little conversation. Like he was, he was mad because I think he was mad at what everybody else was saying. He was mad mad because people were
0: like treating
1: him like shit because of,
0: you know, what had
1: happened and he didn't know how to deal with mm. those feelings but as soon as like she told him the truth and i love that she felt like she, because she doesn't tell her parents right. the truth ever she just tells them that it was nothing that it was just it was a misunderstanding and that's what they choose yeah. to be, though, yeah, this is yeah. not what happened but he he's like yeah immediately it's great mm-hmm. it's great uh but her, her classmates are really awkward around her especially yes. the girls oh i gotta I got to find this one.
0: Okay. So, basically, the none of the girls wanted to sit with her or, like, by her or be near her at all. And she says, when I realized what was going on, I purposely arrived a little late to my classes. So, I get to choose who to sit next to and could maybe show the girls that I wasn't going to rape them in the middle of math class or something. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. I know. Oh. People are so dramatic so it's thing it's like
0: judgmental oh, because I'm,
1: a, I'm attracted to to women i want right. to have sex with you i don't want to yes do that. i i also i really liked the, the girl i didn't like this but i yeah. thought it was very funny the girl who okay. wanted to be a doctor she's like I just wondered if you could tell me from a scientific standpoint of course just what it is is that two (laughs) girls do a bet? I'm like I think they're actually yeah (laughs) curious because you're like hey I could get into Ah. that (laughs) but she does say that like for every one person Mm -hmm. that's mean there's like two others that are like have her back like the student council has her back that's really nice she does have a lot of really good people around her yeah and in that, it's like she never connected to these people before, except for Sally. Ugh, Sally terrible. turns out to be such an asshole. But then I think through this, she kind of finds yeah, other yeah. friends.
0: Yeah, Sally was really terrible. <sighs> what? In, what in the world? She's like how how could you ever do that with the girl? It's disgusting.
1: She went full Christian Bale knots. I'm telling did. you, yeah. I think that Sally has a lot to unpack mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, I think a lot of these people really do. So Miss Stevenson and Miss Woodmer get fired. Like yes. I said, and yes. they have to move out. Luckily they have a place in the country because that's <laughs> they, yeah, just
0: they just throw yeah. that in. Oh, it's it's fine. We have a place in the country. We're gonna retire there anyway. Okay. There were
1: several points where I was like, What does this cost now in New York City? <laughs> right. A I'm lot. like these two teachers mm-hmm. have a row house. Yeah.
0: Three stories. <laughs> Huge. Yeah.
1: Even Annie says they're broke and they live in like a three bedroom at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> we could only wish to do that. Right. Hey, hey there, money bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1982 was a different time. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, people could afford these things on average yes.
1: salaries. Oh, I wish we all got that. Yeah, they move out. Annie and Liza go to visit and in a really nice moment where it's clear that the teacher's like, mm, she did get them fired yeah. and invariably. but they forgive her and they're kind of like, it is what it is and we've accepted this and they kind of tell the story of how they met when they were 17 and yeah. they couldn't even get mad at what they did because like they were doing mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's really nice. Uh, But I thought this line was really sad, especially with how much the girls, especially Annie, kind of talks about feeling like they belong and feeling at home. And Liza says, the little house in Cobble Hill was being stripped of all the things that made it look warm and loved and lived in. Mm. And she's talking about, you know, her whole life is falling apart. Yeah,
0: that was really sad.
1: In the current day, Liza hasn't talked to Annie for months and decides to call her. And Annie's like, hey, hey. Yeah. I uh, I am coming home for Christmas, but I switched tickets with this guy who wants to go to New York and I'm going to go to Boston and I'll meet yeah. you there. Yeah. And yeah. we
0: kind of we kind of skipped over all the letter writing. But during the, the mm-hmm. entire book, Liza has been like trying to write a letter like Annie had been writing to her consistently. She had never written back and she's been trying the entire time to like write a letter to her and telling herself like, oh, I know I'm never going to send this and. Yeah. So at the end, she finally gets the courage up to to call Annie.
1: Thank you. Sorry, I I (laughs) skipped over that because I just (laughs) (laughs) pretended that didn't happen. Yeah, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for being a better person. Yeah, that's the end. So uh, hopefully, good. I. I didn't hate the ending as much as I feel like I did as a teenager. I was like, okay, like, yeah,
0: yeah, it was, it does end it kind of a abruptly little, like,
1: too. it was
0: very abrupt. It was convenient, you know, but it needed that happy. It did need that happy ending. It needed a happy ending for sure. But I, I feel like, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't have really worked if they went into it more like it. It would have just been too much, but it was very yeah. convenient. They were they were both just like,
1: Oh, I love you so much. I love you, I miss you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know okay. and that's why to me the whole writing the letter writing and that the that yeah. didn't work for me is because it yeah. just like it, it felt like a convenient way to tell a story, but you should just been mm-hmm. telling the story the whole time. It could have just kind yeah. of worked on its own. Exactly. But that's kind of my problem with the storytelling device. I just don't yeah. like that that device of the I don't know. But that's just me. And I think that the rest of the book is phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. it does really capture the mind of a teenager, and especially the mind of a teenager who is just not only going through big changes, because she's growing up, she's Mm -hmm. finding who she is and coming to terms with who she is as a person. And the fact that her parent like her parents it doesn't end on a happy note with that no it doesn't he lies to them they are pretending that her you know she doesn't tell them the truth Mm -hmm. it's sad and it's realistic
0: yeah it is yeah i'm i'm i am glad that they didn't try to just like have that be all perfect (laughs) at the end too but
1: yeah there you have it. Yeah, I think that most of all, I wanted to read this book because I loved it so much as a teenager. And then, and it, you know, just it fit in with the, what I searched for, when I did my research for Friends to Lovers, I said, yeah, that one, because yep. I have read this one. And this is to all the way I have loved before. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've read right. before. Um, some books that are coming up, we have not read, yes. but, uh, but ultimately I do think that this is, a really good friends to lovers story. Yeah, I agree. I
0: do. Like we said, just their the friendship aspects of it were so real and so sweet and
1: good. Yeah, it it didn't feel like their. It didn't feel like those friendship aspects were serving the romance plot. Mm-hmm. Is I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, like it was just
0: like beyond the romance, like, they just had this great friendship,
1: right? It's, I, I just feel like, in a lot of YA, it's the the friendship is just to serve the plot and it's so transparent, and mm-hmm. it, then the friendship reads as so one dimensional, yeah. and this one. I mean, I just I could feel that friendship and I could feel that love and it was it felt, very believable. And I think uh, I'm glad that it it it's written like that and it's written so well like that because I think it is important in a book like this for it to be done like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything else to say about this, book or about friends to lovers. <laughs> um. I don't know. I guess. I guess not. When I think of lovers, I think of that, like <laughs> that Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch uh, SNL sketch where they're like in the hot tub and they're like,
0: <laughs> "Yes, I do."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just keep like singing the Taylor Swift song in my head over.
1: Oh, I love that, that song.
0: <gasps> I'm going to see her on Sunday. I'm so jealous. I I have a newfound respect. I know you've always loved her, but I wasn't always that way.
1: (laughs) She's really she's really good. I'm glad. What have you been listening to?
0: Well, of course, Midnight's. You know, but sure, sure. Stuff
1: too. Good. I um, it's such a dream that I like. I can't. uh, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna be like, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) I Ryan and I have. Great outfits plan. I'm sure that I'll post some. Oh, yeah. And um, I had a sneak peek. Well, actually, this will come out after that. So who cares? But <laughs> you will be wearing a crop top because it is hot crop. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay, everyone, yes. wear your crop tops. Wear Don't it. be. Hey, I have always been afraid to wear a crop top. And this year Damn. I said, hey, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to wear a crop top. Crop yeah. tops, no matter who you are, what your body size is. What your gender is. If yep. you don't have a gender, yep. wear a crop top where if you feel comfortable. Wear whatever you, don't, you want. You don't to. Wear whatever, whatever you, want. you feel comfortable in. Hey, guess what? It's pride. Let's be yeah, prideful Be proud of, of who of we who are. You are. Unless you're a bigot,
0: then don't do be proud. not. Then work on yourself.
1: You should be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> go go sit in a hole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, cool. Let's get out of here uh (laughs) you can follow us on instagram at to all the ya rate and review on whatever you are listening to this on and uh this is a pink plaid media production so check out our other great stories on Yeah. all right thank you (sighs) you so much Bye. bye happy pride happy pride